just talking about volume. It's not got as many chapters as Isaiah. Psalms, of course, is the longest, but it's got more volume than Isaiah does. And so, you know, it's uh, we just challenge or challenge to read really long books. You know, they seem like this is going to be long, and you you nestle something in the middle of a book like Jeremiah. A lot of times, people don't read it, and so it's some really great treasures that we've kind of overlooked. And I always love studying things like that because it's like almost new information for a lot of us and it's just really some cool things. So I'm glad we're getting to share it together. So what we've seen in 27.1-11 in the beginning of Zedekiah's reign that the yokes are sent to the various nations around Judah saying you better submit to Nebuchadnezzar. If not, sword, famine, and pestilence for you. Don't listen to false prophets who keep telling you nothing bad's going to happen because they're false prophets and the effect of what they're saying is to make it more likely that the destruction will come. 12 to 15. I spoke, I spoke words like all these to Zedekiah, king of Judah, saying, Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Why will you die, you and your people? by the sword, famine, and pestilence, as the Lord has spoken to that nation, nation which will not serve the king of Babylon. So do not listen to the words of the prophets who speak to you, saying, You shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie to you. For I have not sent them, declares the Lord, but they prophesy falsely in my name, in order that I may drive you out, and that you may perish, you and the prophets who prophesy to you. Okay, so he says to Zedekiah basically what? Yeah. Submit to Babylon. And if you don't... The trifecta of destruction will hit you. Yeah, exactly. It is national suicide to resist Babylon. Don't even think about it. And don't listen to the false prophets who tell you you will not serve the king of Babylon. That is a lie. So there's this recurring disclaimer about the false prophets. I didn't send them. Don't listen to what they're saying. They prophesy falsely. And the effect is exiling you. That's the thing. We say, we feel, somebody who preaches the truth, man, they're sure hateful. Isn't that what we tend to feel? You know, why are they so mean-spirited? Wait a minute. The guys who tell us everything okay when it's not are the guys who are hurting us. They're the guys who don't love you. You know, the doctor who tells you the truth cares about you. The doctor who just tries to not, you know, make you mad at him doesn't care about your best interests. You know, these false prophets, they're really the ones sending you into exile. They may be pleasing you at the moment by what they're saying, but the consequence of what they're saying is really harmful to you. Got to think about that. You know, I find myself more drawn to the people I'm pretty sure are always going to tell me I'm right. You know, there are certain people who, they're always going to be nice to you. No matter what you say or do, they're going to say, oh, that's wonderful. You know, kind of like your mother, you know. <laughs> Maybe not your mother. But, uh, you know, some mothers are like, well, you could, you know, rob a bank and they'd say, you're my best son, you know, you're wonderful. Uh, but, but those aren't the people who help you. The people who help you are the people who tell you what you need to hear when you need to hear it. But they're not the ones I really like. 
You know, they're not as nice as the others. I don't think you're looking for a nice doctor. You're looking for an accurate doctor who's got guts enough to tell you what you need to hear. We're not looking for a nice teacher, a nice preacher, a nice prophet, a nice brother. We'd like an honest one who knows the word and is not afraid to tell us. So, that's his message to Zedekiah. Comments and questions about that. How about 16 to 22? Then I spoke to the priests and to all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, do not listen to the words of your prophets who prophesied to you, saying, Behold, the vessels of the Lord's house are now now shortly being brought again from Babylon, for they are prophesying a lie to you. Do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should the city become a ruin? But if they are prophets, and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them now entreat the Lord of hosts that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord, in the house of the king of Judah and in Jerusalem, may not go to Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the pillars, concerning the sea, concerning the stands, concerning the rest of the vessels that are in this, left in the city, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take when he carried into exile Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that are left in the house of the Lord, and in the house of the king of Judah, and in Jerusalem. They will be carried to Babylon, and they will be there until the day that I visit them, declares the Lord. Then I will bring them back and restore them to this place. Okay, so here's a message that he speaks to the priests and the people specifically about the words of these false prophets. Now, what were the false prophets saying in this case? Yes, and uh, this being, as we believe, in early Zedekiah, how many, uh, how many <laughs> waves of deportation has Judah experienced so far at the beginning of Zedekiah? Remember the one in Jehoiakim's day that involved Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and temple vessels. Then remember the one that put Zedekiah in power, that took Jehoiachin, Ezekiel, and a bunch of others, and temple vessels. So we've got a lot of the temple stuff already in Babylon. And the false prophets were saying... That, um, you know, shortly those vessels are coming back. And he said, don't listen to them. <laughs> you know, submit to Babylon. If they're really prophets, and if they really wanted to say something useful, it would be really handy if they begged God not to send the rest of the utensils into Babylonian captivity. That'd be something useful for them to do with their words, because they're all going too. The truth is, the vessels that are there aren't coming back. The other vessels that are still in the temple are going. <laughs> That's the true message. So, you know, Jeremiah's message is, things are going to get a bunch worse before they get better. You know, comments and questions on this. Sir. This round of vessels would include the bronze, right? Like the bronze sea and, and all of that. So the 
the better metals have already gone. So for Nebuchadnezzar to even want this stuff means that's all that's left. He's taken everything now. And so the prophecy that these things are going to go away is perhaps more more devastating than just somebody coming in and, and cherry picking the best of the gold. Great point. I agree with that. That's a great point. Yeah, this is going to be the final one. This is going to take it all. I mean, he's destroying the temple. He's going to wipe it out. So you might as well take anything you can get out of it. You know, it's any value before you just, you know, tear it apart. Other thoughts? Is part of the reason why uh, um, we think Zedekiah is a better understanding as to who this is, during what time frame this is being spoken and written, um, because we have Jeconiah, who has already been carried into captivity. Yes, I, I, the whole thing very much fits better, Zedekiah. I mean, if it was the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, there hadn't been anything taken yet. And you keep having Zedekiah later on in the passage, you know, like in verse 12. So it just, it fits much better. I, I suspect there was just a copyist error. Oh, so the error wasn't in verse 12 as well? I think not. No, I, I think not. Um, because you've got the marginal note in 27.1, many manuscripts read Jehoiakim, but you do not have a corresponding note in 12. I think 12 is Zedekiah for sure. I did anything else on chapter 27. 28 is like a specific almost case study. <coughs> We've said a lot about these false prophets. Well, let's just uh, meet one of them. And listen to him as he prophesies. This is going to be an eye-opener. At least I think it is.